0: Welcome to the App or Not to App podcast with the App Man, Jeremy Callahan, where we talk about why apps are not a luxury item and are essential to your business success. I've been in the mobile industry for over 20 years, and the question I always get is to app or not to app. Definitely, you must app. Mobile apps can help your business reduce costs, increase leads, and reduce manpower. An app is not a luxury item. It's a necessity. So let's get started making you money. Hey, welcome to the podcast today. uh, Just wanted to talk about subscriptions and some of the issues that I am seeing with um, some of my clients in relation to subscriptions, iOS subscriptions, Android subscriptions, and uh, the intricacies of both. So if you are considering an app and the primary source of income is going to be subscriptions, then this podcast is for you. And uh, the first thing I want to tell you and get it right out of the way, right up front is if you are doing this, that Apple takes 30%, 30% of your subscription fee. So if you're charging 10 bucks, you're only getting seven after it's all said and done. So Apple does charge that much. Um, Not familiar right offhand with the Android or the Google play rate, but I know it's substantially less. And the reason I'm not is because the last two apps I've done on subscription for Android uh, and Google Play have been through Stripe. So I just go over it a little bit and give you kind of all the pitfalls and the differences and what you need to look out for. Now, if you're looking to potentially avoid the 30% fee that Apple does, you can sell subscriptions through a website and then um, you can have people log in. So I'll give you an example of that. I have a client that uh, I just finished an app for called Rank Makers. It's in uh, both Android and iOS. And they have, the guy Ray Higdon has had a website, I don't know, for at least a couple of years and he's been selling subscriptions and people basically go on there and subscribe to his content. So that app is in the app store. If you install it, you're not gonna be able to do much with it because it just has a login page. It doesn't have a registration page. So basically, Anybody that registers through the website, I think he charges maybe $29 a month or $19.99 a month, they pay through the website, they're automatically billed through the website, and then they just go into the app store, they install the app, and then once the app is installed, they they can log in, just like they can on the web. This is something that Netflix is gonna start doing and do more of, so they're gonna try to sell subscriptions outside of the app, and then just have you log in through the app to avoid the Apple 30% fee, because it's pretty steep. So always consider that because I've had a few calls in the last couple of weeks with clients and that issue, the 30% fee has kind of rained on their parade a little bit and they don't know if it's a viable business now because of that. So, um, so that's the main thing with Apple. Now, kind of the, the silver lining to that is that once you set up a payment process or a subscription payment in Apple, Apple handles everything for you. So that means when you do the payment, right, on your phone, if you think about it, when you subscribe to something or buy something, you double-clap, tap the button, or put in your thumb ID, and you basically get charged. And then every month, if it's a subscription, you continue to get billed through Apple. So, you know, in in a traditional way, like a website, we would have to build out the form that you put your credit card in. We would have to build out all the various components. What if you wanna cancel? What if you wanna renew? What if you wanna change your credit card? All these things that you have to put in, you actually have to build those out. And with Apple, you don't have to. They just handle it through Apple Pay. It's all kind of um, enclosed. If your users do need to cancel, then they have to go into the settings within, uh, I think it's like settings in iTunes, and it shows your subscriptions, and that's where you actually cancel or renew subscriptions. So it's a little different and you don't have to build out everything. You can also, the other upside is that you can take payments in all the countries that Apple operates in. So if you have an app that's a subscription based app, and you want to also sell it in Mexico, you don't have to set up a payment processor in Mexico. You don't have to set one up in Europe, for instance. So, um, so you do get that advantage. You do get that advantage. Now with, the last so when i built uh, golf bpm one of the last apps i built um, on the ios side we use apple for the payments and then on the google side android side we use uh, stripe so stripe is a common payment gateway and they have you know test environments it's very kind of easy relatively speaking to get set up you still have to build out a page that accepts the credit cards, a renewal page, and a cancel page and, and all the different services that kind of go along with that. But um, it's it's more straightforward to put in place. It's what most developers, if you're gonna hire a developer or you are a developer, it's what you're familiar with. And it's fairly easy to integrate uh, across the board. So the other thing that, um, that, that let's talk about, um, kind of the testing aspect of it. So when you're building these out, right, and it doesn't matter if it's um, Android with the Stripe or or uh, iTunes with the payment with Apple Pay, is you get a testing environment. So you're always gonna build this in a testing environment. And one of the things with Apple that, that becomes difficult is once you've actually taken your phone and you've bought it in a test environment on your phone, it links your phone unique ID to a transaction ID. So that way, um, if you get a, um, sorry, let me back up. It links those two together. So what happens is the next time you come in and you try to um, initiate kind of that first time buying experience to kind of test it out again, it won't do that because it already has a transaction ID in there and it's stored on the Apple servers, that ID, as well as your phone. And so basically it matches the two IDs and says, yeah, this is an existing person, Um, give them a, you know, let them into the app. Or if you're a brand new user the very first time, you don't have anything. So you get that initial kind of build or experience rather through the app, uh, uh, through registering for the app. So it's very hard to recreate that because there's no way to go into Apple and actually delete all the test transactions that come through. And so for me, when I was building Golf BPM, it was the test transactions were taking a really long time because I must have tested it at least a couple hundred times. And so all those IDs got got added to my records. So when I would actually send a transaction, it would take maybe a minute or so to come back and say, yeah, this is an active transaction or it's um, canceled. Apple also in that test process has a way that once you submit a transaction, and I haven't looked at the documentation in a long time, but so so it could have been updated by now, but every six minutes it runs another transaction to simulate a month went by. So if it's a monthly subscription, um, every six minutes that goes by, it adds another one onto it. So you can start to see how these uh, these transaction IDs that are stored on the Apple server have a lot of data associated with them. So this testing becomes very, it becomes a little difficult sometimes to know where you're at, especially as a developer um, testing it and you know using multiple devices. If you have an iPad, maybe you're testing on the iPad, maybe you have an old iPhone like I do and you test on that plus the new iPhone. But um, and then it's and then it's also linked to an iTunes account. So you know, my phone that I'm recording this on right now is linked to one of my iTunes accounts. I had to create a secondary account for my old iPhone, and then I have a third one for uh, the iPad as well. So it can be a little difficult with the testing. With Android, especially on the Stripe side, it's it's easy because you can go into Stripe. They have a testing environment, and you can get rid of all the transactions that are in there. So you can always kind of simulate um, a new user registering for the first time. so let's see. So, um, canceling and renewing, obviously, I mentioned that before. Canceling and renewing on iOS happens within the settings of your iTunes account on your phone or your device. And then um, for Android, though, if like in my case, I was using Stripe, so we actually had to build out, you know, a renew subscription page, an update credit card page, as well as a cancel credit card. And then kind of the final piece that um, that you want to know is the reporting. So you want to know how many people are buying, right? And what's going on in your thing. And Apple has kind of dropped the ball here as well. They have a reporting module within iTunes, within your app. It'll show you how many people saw your ad in iTunes, how many people installed the app, how many people purchased, how many active subscriptions there are. The one issue is everything's a day late. So you won't get today's data until tomorrow. So it's not real time. It's not even close to real time. It's about 24 hours off. And uh, what's the other issue with Apple? The other issue with Apple is let's say you have a thousand subscribers. Like when you log into your Apple account, you see a thousand active subscriptions. Well, on your backend and your dashboard, wherever that is, where you have all your users registered right there, there's no communication mechanism between your backend dashboard and Apple. There's no easy way to put that in there. So you have to build your own. And basically what you need to do is you need to build a nightly job, you know, a job that runs every maybe 24 hours or maybe every five hours, every two minutes if you want, however you want to build it. But let's say every five minutes you trigger a job and you take all the transaction IDs of all the accounts you have and you send them to Apple and then Apple sends back active, 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 inactive, and then you have to update your own records accordingly. There is a third-party service called RevenueCat. They're the best ones I've seen so far. They've been in business for a couple of years now, and they actually have kind of a a system that does that for you, and you can program that in in the beginning of, of when you build your app so that you don't have to roll your own or build your own for that. Otherwise, you gotta build your own if it's important to know everybody's subscription status at a very moment, which pretty much is. So those are kind of the key elements to subscriptions, you know, um, I'll just go over them real quick. Again, initial transaction, how you're gonna actually capture the transaction, whether it's Stripe or Apple, uh, Google Play, and then, um, you know, how, how you're gonna test them. So while you're developing and how you can test to make sure stuff's actually working correctly. And then, um, and then obviously the reporting element. That's kind of the main stuff and that's how it works. Don't forget that 30% Apple takes, it's harsh. But that's why a lot of apps are 4.99 instead of 2.99 because, you know, the developers or the owners of those businesses need to make money on the back end. So I hope that helps. It's just a primer. If you need more information about subscriptions, iOS, Android app development and architecture, please reach out to me jeremycallahan.com schedule a call. I can give you all kinds of information and point you in the right direction. Thank you.